Hi everyone, welcome back to the MedBullet Step 2 and 3 podcast. In today's episode, we cover the topic of group B streptococcus colonization found under the obstetric section at MedBullets.com. Let's begin with a clinical snapshot. A 26-year-old G2P1 female at 37 weeks gestation was admitted in active labor at 6 centimeters of dilation. Spontaneous rupture of membranes occurred prior to admission. Past obstetric history reveals a prior uncomplicated vaginal delivery with one living child. On physical exam, the patient's vitals are normal and the fetal heart rate tracing is reactive. Her prenatal records reveal a positive vaginal culture for group B streptococci at 35 weeks gestation. Intrapartum penicillin G was administered. Let's continue with an introduction to group B streptococcus colonization. As a reminder, GBS is classified as a gram-positive coccus that frequently colonizes the genital tract of females, the gastrointestinal tract, and the upper respiratory tract. Conditions that are associated include cystitis and pyelonephritis during pregnancy, neonatal sepsis in infants of colonized mothers, and neonatal meningitis. Remember that this is the most common cause of neonatal meningitis in developed countries. In terms of the epidemiology, Remember that asymptomatic cervical colonization occurs in up to 30% of women, and 50% of infants born to those mothers can become colonized. Moving on to the presentation, most patients will have asymptomatic bacteriuria. However, some patients may present with dysuria, increased urinary frequency, and urinary urgency if cystitis is present. There may be fever, flank pain, and or costovertebral angle tenderness if pyelonephritis is present. In terms of further studies, Vaginal and rectal culture should be performed between 35 to 40 weeks gestation. Exceptions to this include in women with GBS bacteriuria while currently pregnant, or women who previously gave birth to their newborn with invasive GBS disease. In terms of the differential, make sure to think about asymptomatic bacteriuria. Remember that Escherichia coli is the most frequently isolated organism in these cases. In terms of treatment, medical options include penicillin, amoxicillin, or cephalexin, This is indicated in pregnant women with asymptomatic GBS bacteriuria. Another option is intrapartum intravenous penicillin G. This is indicated in pregnant women colonized with GBS between 35 to 37 weeks, prior birth of an infant with GBS disease, or unknown status of antepartum culture. An alternative antibiotic regimen includes intravenous clindamycin or erythromycin in patients with the penicillin allergy. Complications related to GBS colonization include progression to pyelonephritis. This is associated with untreated asymptomatic GBS bacteriuria. Another complication is that infants of colonized women are at increased risk of GBS sepsis. Remember that this only occurs in 1-2% of neonates, however, and treatment for this is intravenous penicillin G, which is indicated when GBS is identified as the sole organism. And lastly, with regards to prognosis, Remember that intrapartum prophylaxis has reduced the incidence of neonatal sepsis, and mortality rates are higher in preterm infants and neonates with meningitis. Now that we've discussed the major points relating to GBS colonization, let's walk through a question to apply what we've learned and get a sense of how the topic might be tested. For this question, consider the following clinical scenario. A 27-year-old woman, Gravita 1 Para 0, at 36 weeks gestation, presents to her obstetrician for a routine prenatal visit. She denies any uterine contractions, vaginal bleeding, or leakage of fluid. She feels there is good fetal movement and reports otherwise feeling well. She is adherent to her prenatal vitamins and folate supplementation. 
She denies any alcohol or drug use or smoking history. Her temperature is 98.6 degrees Fahrenheit or 37 degrees Celsius. Blood pressure is 128 over 75, pulse is 85 beats per minute, and respirations are 16 breaths per minute. The fetal heart rate is 152 beats per minute on Doppler ultrasound. Which of the following is indicated in this visit? And the answer choices are Choice 1. Glucose tolerance test Choice 2. No further testing Choice 3. Rectovaginal culture Choice 4. Serum rubella antibodies Or Choice 5. Thyroid function tests The best answer to this question is Choice 3. Rectovaginal culture this patient is presenting with unremarkable prenatal history and physical exam at 36 weeks gestation. Rectovaginal culture for group B streptococcus is indicated at this visit. The goal of prenatal care is to ensure the baby will be healthy at birth and minimize the risk of maternal complications. In the first trimester, preferably by 10 weeks, indicated laboratory tests include infectious studies such as HIV, syphilis, hepatitis B, chlamydia, rubella, and varicella, as well as urinalysis, complete blood count, and RHD-type antibody screening. At 24 to 28 weeks, indicated testing includes antibody screening if initially RHD-negative, complete blood count, and an oral glucose tolerance test. Lastly, at 35 to 37 weeks gestation, a rectovaginal culture is indicated to determine the presence of group B streptococcus. Women with the positive group B streptococcus culture require intrapartum prophylaxis with intravenous penicillin G. Let's also discuss why the other choices are incorrect. Choice one, glucose tolerance test is performed at 24 to 28 weeks gestation, where mothers take 50 grams of oral glucose and have their serum glucose measured one hour later. This is a screening test for gestational diabetes mellitus. Choice two, no further testing is not appropriate since the presence of group B streptococcus must be assessed to decrease the risk of group B streptococcal infection of the newborn. Choice four, Serum rubella antibodies are preferably obtained during the first trimester in women who are not known to be immune to rubella. If non-immune, then patients are counseled of the risks to the fetus, which may lead to congenital rubella syndrome, and to avoid contact with individuals with rubella. Choice 5. Thyroid function tests are typically not indicated during pregnancy unless patients present with symptoms of hypothyroidism or hyperthyroidism. Finally, a bullet summary. Rectovaginal cultures for group B streptococcus is indicated at 35 to 37 weeks of gestation. That's all for this review about group B streptococcus colonization. We hope that was helpful. This is the MedBullets Step 2 and 3 podcast, a daily audio review session for MedBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for medical student education. As a reminder, you can follow along with these podcast episodes by reviewing the topics directly on MedBullets.com. You can listen to these episodes on the MedBullets website or phone app while reading through the topic. If the MedBullets podcast has been valuable to you, we'd be thrilled if you considered leaving us a five-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you all tomorrow, right here on the MedBullets Step 2 and 3 podcast.